Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Uncomfortable for Christ podcast. Hey, I'm so grateful that you're tuning in today. We have a good episode here today. I'm so excited about it. Listen, my name is Aswin Johnson, and I'm your host. And today we're going to talk about our subject. Listen to this now. Our subject is get uncomfortable and discipline your children the Bible way and not the belt way. <laughs> hey, you like that title? Listen, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about uh, disciplining your kids uh, the way that the Bible says to discipline your kids. We're going to talk about uh, everything, man. We're going to talk about spanking. Uh, we're going to talk about it all. I'm going to share a personal uh, story of disciplining my son. Uh, so listen, sit back and let's get rolling. So, you know, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this topic and, uh, you know, it's I, I like to cover topics that that make us uncomfortable. And I know we have parents that listen to the podcast. So I wanted to cover this and I was, you know, my usual approach and I'm I'm, I'm not going to stray from it is, you know, I'll I'll give, you know, sort of a dictionary definition of, you know, our topic and then then I'll you know, go more biblical, uh, with it, with it. So, you know, I was looking up the word, you know, discipline. So, so what's discipline? So the Oxford dictionary, it says that it's the practice of training people to obey rules or, or training them, uh, you know, to follow a code of behavior and it's using punishment to correct disobedience. And then I ran to, uh, what the Webster dictionary. And it said training again, it said to train or develop by instruction, uh, and exercise, especially in self-control, right? Especially in self-control. So the common denominator of those, uh, two dictionary definitions are training, training. That's what, um, you know, both of those say is, is involved in discipline. And so I wanted to say, well, well, that's what dictionaries say. Well, what, what does the Bible say? And, and furthermore, uh, why do we need to be disciplined? You know, why do we need, uh, why do we need training? You know, and I was looking at two scriptures. One is Romans uh, three and three. It says for all have sinned. So all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God, right? So all of us have sinned, and that's why we need discipline. That's why we need training. Uh, another scripture that I that I looked at was Hebrews uh, 12 and 6, and this comes from uh, the NIV version, and it says, because the Lord disciplines, there's our word, because the Lord disciplines the ones he loves, and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. And so chasten means discipline in, in the form of punishment. So even God, even the Lord disciplines us. So shouldn't we follow God's pattern and discipline our children, right? It's, it's important to, to discipline our children. You know, parents are responsible. You're responsible for training your children, right? Some parents think it's the school system. They think it's the teacher. They think it's the government. No, that responsibility falls on you, mom and dad. You know, Proverbs 22, 6 
it 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 agrees with me and it says or i agree with it it says train up a child in the way he or she should go even when they're old it won't depart from them there's our word again training so our kids are supposed to be trained by us right and why why would a why why should a kid be trained by their parent because as a parent you've lived longer than them right that that kind of gives you some some automatic wisdom you know you wouldn't expect a a child if if you're walking with your child and they you know what children will do is they'll they'll walk right in the street until you tell them oh no 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 we look to the left and then we look to the right and we call that looking both ways and then we make sure it's safe for us to cross the street and then we go and we cross the street and that's how you train a child to cross the street and you go i know with my son we went we were at the bus stop and we had to cross the street to get to the bus stop and so those are some of the things that we talked about and we would look to the left, we would look to the right, and we waited until the coast was clear, as we would say, and then we went. And in that way, I was training my son, my wife was training our son. And so that preparation will prevent him, as he gets older, from just walking in the street and and just walking where cars are, right? You know, we, we we just looked at Proverbs 22 and 6, and it, it says, train up a child in the way they should go. And even when they're older, <clears throat> you know, it won't depart from them. Um, you know, kids eventually grow into adults. And the training that parents give them, what the Bible's saying, is that it will stay with them, right? Now, there there are times when adults make choices. Right. So there's there's times when adults make choices that even though you gave them training not to, uh, for example, to do drugs. Well, sometimes, you know, uh, uh, teenagers, adults, they choose to go against what you've taught them. But you're teaching them not to to go back to our example, not to do drugs. It doesn't leave them right? They still hear mom. They still hear dad saying, Hey man, we don't do drugs. You know, we don't do that. They still hear that. And because God gives us, you know, free will to make choices, uh, there, there, there's people as they get older, they will abandon, you know, what, what they've been taught. Uh, they, they will abandon that training, you know, even, even our, you know, when I think about, even our military, you know, in our military, even though, you know, we have some of the best trained soldiers in the world, there's some times when you get a rogue soldier, you know, and a rogue soldier is a soldier who abandons their duties. You know, they abandon their duties and their training and they become self-serving. They, they want to do what they want to do, you know, and, and, that can be very problematic. That can be very problematic. And so even with our kids, when when we are uh, training them and, and we are disciplining them, even though we've raised them and trained them in righteous ways, you know, because of sin, 
some will make their own choices and they'll turn, you know, they'll turn away from their faith and they'll turn away from the receiving, uh, from the training that they've received. But the Bible says that it doesn't leave them, right? They, they know, they know what they've been taught, you know, and sometimes we, uh, as adults suppress things that we've been taught and we mask them, uh, mask them with, uh, sinful things in many cases, mask them with, um, you know, drugs and alcohol and mask, uh, the training that, that, that we've been taught and the, the scriptures that we grew up being taught, we push other things, uh, in front of them, but that doesn't mean that mom and dad, that you're excused from raising your child the way that the Bible says, right? So let's look at this idea. I want to talk a little bit about um, spanking, you know, but let's look at this, you know, kind of, uh, I want to look at a, a proverb uh, and then I'm going to look at a scripture uh, and see where people support, they say they support spanking biblically. So there, there's a proverb that's derived from a scripture. So the proverb says, spare the rod, spoil the child, right? And so people have, have used that to mean that if you don't uh, spank your kids, uh, you're going to have spoiled kids and, and nobody wants something that's spoiled. <laughs> you know, when, when, when you get some meat from the grocery store and you, if you open it up and it's spoiled, it's, it's done. Yep. You, you, you got to throw that meat out, right? Nobody it, spoiled stinks, right? No, nobody wants a spoiled meat and nobody wants a spoiled child. I think we've all, you know, been in the grocery store, been in the mall and seen a kid that's just spoiled rotten, <laughs> you know, and, oh man, they, they are an embarrassment in many times to their parents. You know, they're an embarrassment to their parents. And so, so anyway, this, this proverb that says, spare the rod, spoil the child. Many people have, have thought that that was scripture when actually the scripture, it reads differently. So the scripture that that proverb is, is arrived, uh, derived from is from Proverbs in the Bible, Proverbs chapter 13, 24. And the NIV version says, Whoever spares the rod hates their children, but the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. Wow. It says whoever spares the rod hates their child, but the one who loves them. And this is the, the important part is careful to discipline them. Careful discipline, right? That's what the Bible is saying that parents need to have is careful discipline. When you're careful about something, you there's a degree of planning. There's a degree of thinking about something. It's just not reacting from emotions. It's just not reacting off the cuff. It's careful, planned out discipline. And that's what the Bible is asking us to do. And so I want to dig a little deep uh, into this scripture and I want to highlight a couple things uh, for you. Uh, you know, for the, the Bible scholars, you, you might say that I'm going to, uh, you know, do an exegesis of the text. <laughs> that's just a that's just a big word that uh, that, that says we're going to examine the text and, and we're going to look at this scripture to make sure, uh, you know, we're we're interpreting it properly. So the writer of this um, proverb is Solomon. Solomon 
was uh, King David's son, and he himself uh, became a king. And God had filled Solomon with great wisdom. Like the Bible, you know, describes his wisdom as, is, you know, second to none. I mean, there was, there was, uh, he, he was the wisest man to live, to ever live. So Solomon was full of wisdom. He wrote uh, much of the book of Proverbs. Uh, in, in fact, just about all of it until you get to the end of the book of Proverbs. And uh, there's a couple other uh, wise men who write like Lemuel who writes and there's a couple other wise men who write. But for the most part, Solomon wrote uh, the entire book of Proverbs. And certainly uh, he wrote this uh, particular scripture that we're that we're dealing with. Now, Solomon writes this. And what I want us to see is he says, whoever spares the rod hates their children. Right. He says, but and here's the conjunction. He says, but the one who loves their children, if you love your children, Solomon's saying, you'll be careful to discipline them. Now, this is important because David, when I look at David, his father, David was, uh, you know, started off as a as a shepherd and uh, David did so many uh, great things. He was this incredible warrior and soldier. Uh, he became uh, one of the most successful uh, kings of Israel. Uh, even the Bible, God says uh, that David is is a man after God's own heart. You know, what an incredible uh, compliment that was for uh, David. So David was uh, a pretty uh, incredible guy. But you know what I like about David and what I like is the Bible, it, it doesn't sugarcoat David's or try to hide David's flaws. And, and David, while uh, he, he was a man after God's own heart, he also was flawed. He also had had some flaws, you know, uh, he also, uh, you know, had a did, he also sinned, you know, had a great uh, sin with Bathsheba. I'm not going to cover that. Uh, now, but you certainly can can read what that's all about. But what I want to do, what what I do want to cover about David is David really wasn't that great of a father. You know, he was kind of an absentee dad. You know, and you say, well, Asman, how do you uh, how do you know that? You know, how do you know David? You know, wasn't really considered a, a great father. Well, well, first let me tell you, you know, David had multiple wives he uh you know from scripture we can see that he had at least uh seven wives and he had over uh over 20 children you know he had uh, uh we can see that and the bible also says that he had even more concubines and even more children so it doesn't tell you exactly how many children he had and that doesn't make him a, a bad father because he had so many children what made him in some ways not not the greatest father was he did not discipline his children. And we see that Solomon kind of begging for that discipline. He because Solomon has this wisdom that God's given him. He's saying, man, listen, don't don't do it like my dad did. You know, make sure don't spare the rod because that means you hate your children. But if you love them, you'll discipline them carefully. You know, David's uh, one of David's sons, um, his name was Amnon, and he raped his sister, his own half sister, Tamar. And the Bible says that that David, his father, was angry about it. 
but the Bible doesn't say that he did anything about it. Uh, one of David's other sons, his name was uh, Adonijah, and he tried to steal David's throne. And David did not even, didn't even rebuke him for it, didn't even get on him for it. Um, the the uh, uh, One of his other sons, uh, his name was Absalom. Absalom is the son that raped Tamar. And he was actually, you know, David's favored son. You know, Absalom was uh, was very handsome. And Absalom, in addition to 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 raping Tamar, uh, he actually led a revolt against his own father, where David ends up fleeing from his home. You know, fleeing where he was living because Absalom had had, uh, you know, got others to to go along with him. And he was trying to anoint his own self as king. You know, and uh, it just there's there's other examples that where it just doesn't seem like David was very present in the lives of his son. Now, I do have to say, when you look at the end of David's life, it seems like David reconciled at least with Solomon uh, because he um, he gathered material for Solomon to build the, the temple of the Lord. And he uh, gave Solomon wise words uh, and, and imparted wisdom to Solomon on his deathbed. So it does seem like he uh, kind of reconciled, uh, you know, with with Solomon. And so but we can see that Solomon says because he wrote it in, in Proverbs 13, 24, he says, listen, he, he says, man, the, whoever spares the rod they hate their children, but the one who loves their child is careful to discipline them. And that's what Solomon wanted us to grasp because he didn't want us as parents to go through. Uh, I, I'm sorry. He didn't want us as our children to go through what he went through as a child with a father who was not very uh, present in the lives of his children, who did not discipline them in a way that showed love, right? And it's amazing to me, you know, uh, this whole notion about, we're gonna talk a little, little bit about spanking, this whole notion of spare the rod and, and spoil the child. Uh, you know, the rod in the Bible was, it was a tool of protection. It was what a, uh, a sheep, uh, a shepherd used. They were almost extensions of his hand, the, the um, uh, the rod and the staff, they were, they were kind of extensions uh, of the shepherd's hand. You know, it's, it's, it's funny because David wrote in Psalms uh, 23 and four, and I know you guys have heard this scripture. He said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And so David sees the rod as comfort, right? He didn't listen. He, he, he saw the rod as comfort. He saw it as protection. He saw it as a symbol of love. And that's what our discipline really should be. And I'm not here to tell you, uh, you know, to debate whether you should spank your child or you shouldn't. But I am here to say whatever way you discipline your son, your son or your daughter, 
They should see your discipline as a symbol of your love for them, that you're not going to just let them go down the wrong path, that you will correct their behavior. That's that's how our discipline should be. Whatever method that we choose and and parents, I want to I I want to uh, push you to pray about how you discipline your children. Right. Bible says in Proverbs uh, three, five and six, in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So acknowledge the Lord in the way that you discipline your children. Talk to God in prayer. God, how would you have me discipline our children right now? Parents are facing tough situations when it comes to raising our children and you need the Lord to, to give you the instructions of how you should train them, right? The Bible says train up a child in the way they should go. So God's put that on parents. He's holding parents accountable for how we train our children. And let me tell you, you're making a mistake as a parent. If you are not praying about how to train and raise your children. If you're not asking the Lord and acknowledging him for everything, Lord, how should we do this? Because it's God who knows best. And what we need to show our children is that, listen, I know sometimes you don't agree with how we're with some of the things that we do. I know you don't like it, but I promise you I'm doing this out of love. I promise it's to protect you and not to harm you. And that's the way as parents that we need to be raising our children, that we need to be disciplining our children, not let, not just let them do what they want to do. Oh, you know, Hey, you know, kids will be kids. Boys will be boys. No, no, no. You need to correct that behavior, right? Listen, I want to tell you about my son. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to tell you about, about, uh, about my son. I remember, uh, when my son, he, when he was little <clears throat> and, you know, it seemed like I was working like crazy. I was working, you know, uh, absolutely five days a week, you know, putting in, uh, uh, uh you know, I'm there from the time, you know, uh, my job opened up till after it closed, you know, sometimes I, I would lock up. Uh, I was there working. I'm grinding. I'm trying to make money because that at that time, that was my motivation. It was it was to grind and make money. And so, you know, Monday through Friday, I'm there. And and sometimes on Saturday, I was there working, you know, and that left very little time for me to spend with my son. It really left Sunday, you know, because Saturday you go and you run errands and you do all of this. So Sunday really was the time. Uh, that I had to spend with my son because Monday through Friday, you know, I'd come home from work in time to, you know, to to give him a hug, <laughs> you know, and a kiss and say hello. And then I got home so late that it was it was, you know, time for him to go to bed, you know, get a bath and and go to bed. And so Sunday really was the day, uh, you know, Saturday when I could. And certainly Sunday after church was the time to spend with my son, spend with my family, you know, and I remember it was like every Sunday my son would like show off, 
you know, and it was so out of character for him. But it was, you know, my wife and I was like, man, it's like every Sunday we come out of church and then, you know, my son would do something. You know, I remember this one Sunday, my wife and I were sitting at the dining room table and he did something. And I remember yelling at him and I was like, Aswin, stop it. You know, his name's his name's Aswin Jr. And I was like, stop it right now. You know, and he came walking up to me. And he was so angry with me. I remember seeing his face. He was, he was face was balled up and he was so angry with me. And then he went back and did what he was doing. He kept doing it. So I told him, get over here. You know, I called him over and I remember I grabbed his hand and I took my hand and I popped him on his butt, you know, and it, it shocked him. It startled him and his face started to ball up and he was getting, you know, he started crying and, and, you know, he's his face balling up and he's, he, he, and he says to me, he says, dad, let me tell you something. You play baseball like a girl. <laughs> and let me tell you, I laughed. I couldn't contain it. I laughed so hard. I'm telling you, I laughed. My wife laughed so hard because our son's favorite movie used to be a baseball movie called The Sandlot. And he would watch it all the time. And in the movie, there's two famous lines from that movie. And one is, uh, you're killing me, Smalls. And the other one is, you play baseball like a girl. And that was in the movie, uh, you know, that was an insult that that one of the teams, you know, said to the others. Now, we, we know... Uh, there's there's incredible female baseball players, but this was, you know, this was the big uh, line in the movie. And so, you know, that was my son uh, getting back at me for for popping him on the butt, you know, and I realized something. The Lord showed me something. The Lord showed me that the reason my son were, seemed like every Sunday, you know, he would do something out of character for him. Well, the reason was, is because my son wanted to spend time with me and he was trying to get my attention. And what I should have done was put whatever I was doing aside and went and spent quality time with him. But instead, in that in that example I'm giving you, I, I, I let my emotions get the best of me. I yelled at him. Right. I popped him on his butt. When the truth was, he wanted to spend time with his father. That's what he wanted. And I believe that's what Solomon wanted from David, was to spend more time with David. That's why he wrote uh, Psalms, uh, I'm sorry, Proverbs 13 and 24. And, you know, that's really where I want us to be today, is really look at how we discipline our children. I'm not trying to convince you uh, that you should spank or you shouldn't spank, um, you know, that that's for you to pray and talk to God about it. Right. But you should discipline that. that that's my point is that you should discipline your child and you should talk to, to God about how you discipline your child. The way that that I relate to my son is so much different than it used to be because I've talked to the Lord. My wife's talked to the Lord. We've talked to the Lord together 
about how should we raise our son? Lord, what should we be teaching our son? And let me tell you, God will show you. God will instruct you, right? It doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but God will show you how to raise your children. He'll show you how to discipline your children and he'll show you how to train your children so that your children will be a blessing to him and you'll be an example of a godly parent. <laughs> hey, listen, that's my time today. Man, I hope you enjoyed this. I certainly uh, enjoyed this topic. And listen, let's talk about this more. Drop me an email, uh, you know, send me a, a message uh, on on online, you know, tweet out to me. Any of those ways are, are great to get a hold of me. Listen, something else I want you to get a hold of is my new book, Automatic. Automatic Defeat Temptation with an Automatic Biblical Response. If you've not picked up your copy, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, go get a copy. You can go to aswinjohnson.com. Uh, there you can buy a copy. You can also order an autograph copy. I would love to personally autograph your book. Uh, or if you have an Amazon account, you can go to uh, Amazon and type in my name, Aswin Johnson, and the book will pop up and you can grab it there. I would love for you to read this book. I think, I, I don't think, I know it will a bless, be a blessing to you. It will encourage you. It's a simple read. It, I, I, the Lord had me write that book with not a whole bunch of big words and all of this to write it very, very simply, but what's in it is powerful. And listen, this podcast has been powerful. I love doing this. And we'll see you next time as we get uncomfortable for Christ. God bless you.